Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, where you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality with him. All of Colossians chapter 3. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for the opportunity to come to you in prayer each and every day. Thank you for the fact that you, as our Heavenly Father, you always, always, always have a listening ear for the prayers of your children. And thank you for the great privilege and gift that we have in prayer, being able to seek you for the wisdom, guidance, grace, and help in time of need that we need each and every day. Thank you for the counsel and the wisdom and the power found in your word. With every passing day, more and more help us to learn to delight in your word, to delight in reading and studying your word, and delight in walking with you through your word each and every day. And empower us all to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. We thank you 
for we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Our Heavenly Father, we are excited about the opportunity to come before you today. We're thankful, Father, that we have confidence that you lean down and listen to to sinners like us, to your children, Father. We, we praise you for that. We lift high your holy name. Father, we pray for our listening family with all the different needs. So much going on in this world today, Father, whether it's with immediate family or around the world. And God, we pray you will be with our listeners, that you would be near to them, that you would stir their hearts, that you would draw them close to you, that they would learn more and more to put their confidence in you, to lean on you, to depend on you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. You know, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, uh, verses 16 through uh, 20 contain what we refer to as the Great Commission. And, you know, every believer in all the world is called to be a light and a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Reading those verses again, Matthew 28, starting in verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Well, again, this is the time of year in which, again, in just a few weeks, we'll be celebrating the wonderful Resurrection Day, the day we celebrate when Christ rose from the dead, victorious over sin and the grave. And a very important a fruit that should come from that come from that in the life of every believer is that we're vibrant witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ and ambassadors. Every believer has a testimony, and every believer's t- testimony is not only powerful, but the Holy Spirit can get a lot of mileage when, out of you when you share your testimony, how you came to know the Lord, and how the Lord has helped you as you walk with Him. Well, we're very blessed and honored to have with us in studio two people who have recently had the privilege of meeting. Um, I had the opportunity to meet Ms. Glenda Rogers recently and uh, met her grandson by phone, Hunter Leach, and... Both of them have some powerful testimonies to share, so we're grateful that they're with us today. Uh, Glendon Hunter, welcome to the Hour of Intercession. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you all with us today. And and again, uh, it's our privilege to have you here and give you the opportunity to share your testimony. And you know, something I, I think it's helpful for believers to be mindful of is, you know, sometimes you're people with just heavy testimonies of all sorts of trials and difficulties they've been through. And from time to time, uh, you know, people that feel like they haven't done much, they're intimidated by those kind of testimonies. They think, well, I haven't done anything. I just got saved. Well, they should never say that. Every testimony is powerful. Every testimony is worth hearing. and Every testimony is empowered by the precious Holy Spirit. So no matter how dramatic or non-dramatic you may think your testimony is, every testimony is both powerful and can be used mightily by the Holy Spirit to help people come to know Christ and to grow up in their faith as well. So again, we're grateful to have you all with us. And we're going to start with uh, Sister Glenda, and uh, then we're going to go to Hunter as well. Now, um, Hunter, Hunter, you're 17 years old. Is that correct? That's right. 
Okay, then well, we're going to start with Grandma. I'm not going to ask Grandma to share her age if, unless she <laughs> wants to. But we're going we're gonna to come back to that. But I would mention again, Glenda, uh, you shared a very powerful testimony. I'm going to ask if you'll just introduce yourself and just jump right into sharing just your own journey with the Lord um, at this time. Okay, I'm Glenda Rogers. Uh, I'm from Fulton. Fulton. Mississippi. Okay. And... I just want to share my testimony and hope that I can help somebody else out there listening to me. I came from a family of uh, six kids. Um, my mom and dad was farmers. We grew up on a big farm. And through the years, we had a lot of hard times. And as a young girl, I often wondered why God put us through some hard times why we went through the times that we did. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom was a hard-working woman. So later in years, we moved away from the farm and moved to Smithville. So through the years, you know, I asked my mom, why do we stay in this situation? My dad was a good man in a lot of ways, but he drank Uh, Us kids worked. We worked hard. I never understood why my father was so mean to me and my oldest brother. So as the years went by, I I just felt like that there was something out there better for me, but I didn't know what, didn't know what to do, where to go. So I met a neighbor down the road that I fell in love with. She was the sweetest black lady that I had ever met. I told her what was going on in my life. She said, honey, you got to get out of that. I said, can I come live with you? She said, I wish you could, honey, but you can't. So as that night that I got back home, my dad came in drinking, accused me of something that I I didn't even know what I was being accused of. So my dad's brother was living with us, was a godly man, read the Bible every day, every night. I said... I've got to get out of this before I end up dead or I kill him. So that night, in the middle of the night, I choose to crawl out the window and leave home. Didn't know where I was going, but the little lady that I had confessed to was waiting on me. She had no idea where I was going or what, but I stay hid out at a friend's house. So my dad and mom found me. The law said, you know, you've got to go back home. I said, I'm never going back home. God's got a bigger plan for me. I didn't know what that plan was, but two weeks later, I was adopted. Went to a great family. I was sad. I was hurt because I left my brothers and sisters behind. But that was the choice that they had to do. I knew what I had to do to save myself. We always went to church growing up. But it was always when we got home, my mom, it was living pure, awful. And I said, you know, once she's going to church, we, we come home to misery. So as I was adopted, we went to church every Sunday morning. So as I got older, I ended up getting married. And later in years, I, I met a man that was very abusive. Uh, he was a law there in our town in Smithville. 
And I, I knew then kind of what my mom had went through. When I asked her, why have we not left from here? I didn't know that answer until I married into an abusive relationship. I had two little girls, and it was um, the night that he put the gun in my mouth. I knew that I had to get out of it because God was speaking to me. Do you? I knew that he, I could have died that night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why am I living this away when I ran away from home to live a better life? So the next day, I went and talked to the lawyer, got a divorce. Got beat that night that I told him I was gone. Tried to burn the house down on me and the girls. Mm-hmm. And I prayed and I prayed. So later in years, me and the girls went back to church, tried to get back right with the Lord. For several years, I was lost. I was so lost. And my father never talked. My mom got killed right after uh, a couple of years after I left home. She was 42. Two boys had killed her and throwed her off over here in Tupelo. She was gone a year before we ever found her. So my dad was just lost. He was just absolutely lost. So he was living in a trailer beside of my sister. We never spoke for years. It tore our family apart because I left. Mm -hmm. Even though my brothers left at a young age, my sisters, they were still two little ones at home. So later years, almost 20-something years, we never had contact, never spoke, never. I would see him out. He'd look the other way. So I, I get a call one night that he's bad sick. My sister said, um, you need to come to the hospital. Me and my bro- oldest brother went. Sister Rogers, we're going to jump in here, and we're going to pick up on the other side of the break, okay? Our in-studio guests today are Hunter Leach and Glenda Rogers as they share their two powerful testimonies. We'll be right back. from Planet Shakers with the the selection Heaven on Earth. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guests today are Hunter Leach and Glenda Rogers as they share their testimonies. Glenda, if you can pick up where you left off before the break. So anyway, after my dad had to go to the hospital, the doctor said that 
he probably would die in the night. So he asked only to speak to me and my oldest brother. As we go back there, my oldest brother stands on one side and I stand on one side. My dad holds his hand out and says, I need to ask the two of you something. He says, I need forgiveness. I go up to the head of bed of my father, and I said, I forgave you a long time ago. Mm-hmm. My brother could not bring himself to say, I forgive you. And I told him it was important because that might be the last time you have the opportunity to tell my father. But my brother had so much anger inside of him that I forgave my daddy that night. The next morning, the doctor came in and said, your father would like to see y'all. He was sitting up in the bed. He looks at me and he said, I saw the beautiful slides you've ever saw. I said, really? And I said, well, that's good. I'm proud. As I go to leave, I looked at him and I said, I love you. That was the last time I saw my father for probably a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So later on in the years. So he lived through that then? He lived through that. Okay. God gave him a second change. Mm-hmm. He that's gave cool. him a second change. So he got bad sick, and he came down one time and asked me, says, Hon, I need help. I said, what kind of help? He said, I need a place to stay. So where I live in Smithville, there's uh, elder apartments. So me and my husband goes and gets him an apartment across the street. He lives there for five years. He comes down with prostate cancer. We took turns of taking care of him because I still had a job at that time. Mm-hmm. And he was the best father that I could have ever asked for in those five years. Mm-hmm. He was a loving man. I always told me he loved me. I never heard that before. So he had, so he had received Christ by this Not time? Not at that time, Not no, sir. Not at that sir. time, okay. Later on, I was getting ready to leave one night. At that time... I had been going to church, but my sister, she was very, very faithful into the church. Mm-hmm. So I often wondered why she couldn't witness to him to say, Hey, Dad, have you ever been saved? Mm-hmm. But she never did. So I was getting ready to leave one night over there, and he says, Hey, hon, can I ask you something? I said, Yes. He said, How do I ask God to come into my heart? I said, Dad, you can fall there on that floor and ask God to come into your heart right now. My dad was 74 when he gave his life to God. Mm, praise God. He fell on that floor. Hallelujah. <laughs> so later, he lived another couple months, and then he got real bad, ended up in the hospital. He begged me to keep him at home. I said, Dad, we've got to go. We've got to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So that night as we go, I tell my brothers and sisters that it's just a matter of time. My father looks at me and says, I'm dying. I said, yes, Dad, you are. He said, I know where I'm going when I leave this earth. Praise God. I said, yes, you do, Dad. You gave your life to God. Mm. And I said, that's the most wonderful thing of a gift that you could have gave me. Mm. So I know today that he's a forgiving God. No matter if somebody's out there hurting and you've got problems and you've had maybe problems like I've had, forgive. You've got to have forgiveness. Because God forgave us for our sins. That is so important. You know, Glenn, I'm going to ask if you'll pray for people that are listening. You know, um, 
as you shared in your testimony, you you went through sad abuse both as a child yes. and in your first marriage yes. as well. Yes. And we live in a society where lots of people, lots of women in particular, but also lots of boys and girls oh, and yes. some, sometimes men as well, go through abuse in their home in some form or another. Yes. Uh, I want to ask that you'd pray, and, and praise God for the fact that your dad did get saved before he died. Yes. But in, in particular, I want to ask if you'll pray for people that have walked through abuse in some capacity in their lives and for them to really recognize that the answer to having the hope in life that you found yes. is in Jesus Christ. But would you pray for those I people, will. Please? I, I want to pray for everybody out there and listen to me. You're not alone. Women and men have been abused as a child. But remember one thing, God is there. I know sometimes we don't think he is when we're going through all of these times. But God wants you to be stout, be, be able. You women don't have to live like that. It's, it's a, you live for God. You get out of that situation before something bad does happen because it does end up in death. There, there's so many boys have been abused by men, women, fathers, mothers, and you women, husbands, fathers. It's not your fault what happened. You look ahead and realize that it was wrong, but forgive the person that done it to you because at the end of the day, God had forgave us for our sins that we've had. Ain't nobody perfect. I never was perfect, but I knew that God had something for me. I didn't know what that was. But as you women and men have, have done this and has went through some abuse like I have, just remember God's there. You pray to him. You give your faith to him. He will get you through whatever you're going through. If you're in a bad relationship, get out of it. Pray for him. I did. I prayed for my husband all the time, but I knew that he wasn't going to live for God. I had, I had to get out for me. And my kids. So if there's a woman out there going through this, or a man going through it, uh, been abused, been beat, been molested, get out of it. Pray about it. Talk to somebody. You will feel better once you open up to God and say, God, like I did a couple months ago, God, here it is. I'm leaving it all up to you. You got me here today. Now I've got to live. I've got to show you that it's a better life out there. When Hunter came and all five boys came into my life, they came from drugs. I took these five boys in, and I'm so proud of Hunter. And there's a young man out there or a young lady that's going through this with uh, parents and drugs. Don't ever give up. You've got to pray for them, but you also don't have to live in that environment. There's, you know, sometimes mom and daddies, they get lost. I was lost at one time. I was lost for a very long time, thinking, God, you deserted me, but God never deserted me. Mm-mm. And he won't desert you. Lady, he won't desert you. Child, he won't desert you. Man, he, won't des- he will not desert you. You've got to put your faith into him. I pray for every one of you women, every child, every man that's going through that because I know what you've been through. And since I've gave my testimony, there's been several ladies come in the church and tell me, they said, I could never talk about it until you opened. Never be ashamed what happened to you. It's not your fault. But when God is there, you pray for him. I was always a prayer. I couldn't even read the Bible because I had no education. 
My first Bible was tapes. Mm. I would play and play and play. I knew a lot about the Bible, but did I really know God at the time? No. Mm. For several months ago, when I gave my life to God, I opened my arms up at a worship thing. Hunter has brought me so far. God has brought me so far. Well, well, specifically, Glenn, could you take time now, again, especially for women who've been through abuse, but again, not just women, but especially women, because again, that's such a prevalent thing. Would you pray for those persons that might be listening at this time? I want to pray for you ladies today, and I want to thank the pastor for letting me share this. I want to pray for you ladies. Get down on your knees. Ask God to help you. You will get through this. You might not think you will. I never thought I would, but I tell you, when I opened my arms up several months ago and asked God to come back into my heart to live for him, it was like a ton of lead had been lifted off my shoulder. I want you women, I'm going to be praying for every woman, every man that's out there, especially you ladies, because sometimes we're weak. But always remember one thing, I'm going to be praying for y'all. I hope that you'll give your heart to God if you haven't. Because he will get you through this. You might not think he will. Your kids, he will take you to a wonderful place. He don't mean for you to live like that. Don't be ashamed for what has happened to you. Because there's so many, so many of you women out there. I love y'all. I hope the best for you. I hope my message will help you women to come forward and share your testimony. Because it's so important to talk about it. Because if you hold it inside, it will destroy you. And God don't want that. God has never in you. He's never left you. He's always been there. All we have to do is open our hearts. I pray for every one of you today. Amen. 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 Thank you, Glenda. Now, uh, Hunter is your grandson. He's my grandson. Okay. And I'm very proud of Hunter. All With right. all the boys... I never thought Hunter. Mm. Now, how many grandson, grandchildren? I have five grandsons, and all my sisters and brothers calls me my mom. So I've got a bunch of okay. grandsons. And um, But Hunter is very special. Mm-hmm. We went on vacation. He says, Mama, before we eat or talk, and before we go to bed tonight, I want to read a scripture out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So Hunter does that every day. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, Hunter, if you'll take the mic at this time then, and uh, I'm going to ask, for, first, I'm going to ask you uh, to pray for our listeners to have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to share as we can proceed with the broadcast. I want to ask you to pray for the listeners, and then we want to let you share some as well. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that for the listeners listening to this podcast, that we would open our hearts to receive a message from you, and just to tune our ears and to listen in for your voice and seeing the signs that you want us to see, Father, throughout all our days, Lord God, let us grow deeper in connection with you. Let us listen to others and what others have to say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Now, Hunter, now when did you come to know Christ? Um, July the 17th, 2022. Okay. <laughs> so last year is when you came to know the Lord. <laughs> That's Praise right. Praise God. Praise God. And already you feel the Lord has called you into the ministry, the preaching ministry. Is that right? Yes, sir. It was around like October. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I got invited to a, a bonfire, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, maybe I, there's not really not the best kind of people there to be around." 
Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, maybe if I share the word, maybe it could touch up on them a little bit. And that's just where it really started. And then over phone diversions and just more opportunities kept mm-hmm. coming out. So you took that opportunity to share your testimony and to share just Bible truth that the Lord had taught you up to that point. That's right. All right. So do you expect one day to be a pastor maybe? Is that a goal? Yes, sir. I want to coach football and then be a pastor out inside. Okay. All right. So you want to play professional football, you mean? Is that No, no. Just coach it. Oh, you said coach. Okay. I see. Okay, then. All right. And so... uh, so do you on a regular now what grade are you now i'm a 10th your 10th grade all right so you're you're already preaching and you're in the 10th grade but you're preaching the gospel already then okay that's right uh do you do you feel like your peers at school listen listen to you very much as far as as you share not at all not sometimes sometimes (laughs) billy said you know when people used to go listen to billy graham they said that when he preached the word you could really see that the word was sharper than a two-edged sword. It really pierced through people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they may not be listening, mm-hmm. but they could. But either way, somebody's going to be listening, whether mm-hmm. you recognize it or not. And somebody may need that. So right. I always just try to take that step. Mm-hmm. You know, something I would say in the way of encouragement to you as a young man in the ministry you know, the fact is a big part of what you'll do throughout your life in the ministry. Well, of course, this is true for those in the ministry, but it's true for all believers. We plant, our goal is to plant a lot of seeds. You know, sometimes you may say something and in your mind, you may think a person didn't hear anything you said. But the reality is typically somebody's always listening. Now, some people are good at letting, making you think they're not listening. In fact, some children are extremely good at making their parents think they're not listening. But it's very common that you find many adults that often they say, mama used to say or daddy used to say, and years later their parent may realize, well, he was listening. She was listening. Well, again, people really are listening more than sometimes we think. And so I would say in the way of encouragement to you as a young man in the ministry, keep preaching, keep speaking truth, keep sharing your testimony. And uh, But I want to ask now, we're, we're, we'll have to finish on the other side of the break, though, but uh, can you – Tell us a little bit more about how you got saved. What led up to your coming to know Christ? Sure. Um, I started a job, and it was plumbing back in March of last year. And I met this guy. His name was Brady. Now, me and Brady became friends over the time of months from March to uh, July. And he, he always, we sometimes talked about the Lord and stuff like that, but I've always been to church, you know, the, what we would call the religious mask, mm-hmm. you know, play church. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're coming up on the break and we'll pick up right there. You're listening to the Hour Intercession. Our in-studio guest today are Hunter Leach and Glenda Rogers, his grandma. Uh, we'll be right back. You are 
You're the light in this darkness You're the hope to the hopeless You're the peace to the restless You are There is no one like our God There is no one like our Music from Passion with God of the City. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Father, thank you, Lord, for the privilege you give to each and every one of us as believers of being able to share the wonderful testimony that you've entrusted to us. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to plant seeds as we simply share our testimony and share truth that you've taught us by the power of your word and your spirit. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of grace and anoint us in such a way, Lord, that more and more we would see just the fact that we're all called to be bright, shining witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ and ambassadors for your kingdom everywhere we go. Help us to recognize, Lord, that, again, there's so many that sit in darkness today, so many people that are lost as lost can be, and they desperately need Jesus. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that the greatest need of every human being in the world is to come to know Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to take the work of being witnesses for you very, very serious. Help us to be free and and very faithful to share our testimony, to share the gospel, to invite people to come to know Christ, invite them to church, to ask them, how can I pray for you? Help us, Lord, to recognize that we're supposed to represent you everywhere we go. Teach us and empower us to shine brightly for Jesus Christ all the time. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Uh, we were listening to Hunter Leach as he shared his testimony. So, Hunter, you were sharing about Grady the plumber, who also is a believer as well. <laughs> so right. you can pick up where you left off. So we uh, we became really good friends over the course of months. And uh, around May, we were it was me, Brady, and Ethan, which was another guy on our crew. Mm-hmm. And they asked me if I went to church. And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, whatever. And so Brady didn't really say too much. But Ethan invited me to his church, right? I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll go. So I go and I get saved, and like three whole days after that, I was depressed, and I was like, okay, this is definitely not right. So I did what every teenager would do. I just Googled it, and basically it told me, no, that's not how it's supposed to be, and I was like, okay. So I just went back to doing, you know, what I usually would have done before. You know, I was uh, I was kind of wild, you know, um, what you expect out of a normal teenager to do. Mm-hmm. And um, around... It was June the 15th, I came home, and I was pacing back and forth, and I couldn't tell you why, and I just started, like, shaking and stuff, I I, don't, I still can't explain it to this day, and I just started throwing up, and this, like, sudden feeling came over me, and it was like a giant hole in the size of my heart, mm-hmm. and it was like s- something, like, I don't know, you could have stuck your fist in my chest, is what it felt like, mm-hmm. and so... um I called Brady. Now, Brady 
me and Brady had basically the same kind of childhood. Um, mine was a little bit different because at first in my childhood, we had a church-going family mm-hmm. that loved God. And we kind of drifted from that. And my father, who was, he used to be a really big drug dealer. And so everything that I seen that was wrong in life, I seen it at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And so Brady also experienced the same things. So you said your father was a drug dealer? He was. Okay. So, um, so I called him, and I was like, hey, man, look, I don't know what's wrong with me. And he's like, dude, you sound like you're dying. <laughs> I was like, I know, man. And so I, I really didn't want to tell him what, what this feeling was, but something came over to me and said, tell him. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I told him. I was like, I know it's really crazy, but I hope you just understand. He's like, I get what you're saying because he's felt that way before. And I was like, thank God. And so as I go back and look at that, I see God working in my life, leading up small events to mm-hmm. the big one. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was on that Sunday morning, I got saved and I just never went back to my old life. You know, I've conquered a few storms here and there mm-hmm. that maybe I would have gave up if I would have got saved back in May. And, you know, that's why I think um, I rededicated my life in July, you know. And mm-hmm. so... So you I got s- saved in May of last year, and you recommitted your heart to the Lord in July. That's right. Okay. So, mm-hmm. And so I just see myself growing every day. Mm-hmm. And that's really important for me because I can go back and look and see my weakness and then see where God's taken me so far in my life. Mm-hmm. So, Praise God. Praise God. Well, uh, I'm going to ask Hunter, would you pray for young people? You know, the fact is, Young people are struggling with so many issues in our culture today. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you, you alluded to just the whole um, tragedy of a life connected to drugs. But also the fact is a lot of young people are living and dying because of drugs. A lot of young people are addicted to pornography. They're addicted to the Internet. They're addicted to so many dark things. There's lots of witchcraft going on amongst young people uh, cult movies that lead youth to do all sorts of wicked things. Would you pray for young people to come to see that Christ is really the answer and whatever else is on your heart to pray for young youth in our culture? Today? Lord God, I pray that you break this demonic force that's over us as youth, yes, Lord God, and Jesus. even the elders of the church, Father. Father God, I pray that you would show us the light, Lord God, that you would not let us become blind, Father, that you would watch over us and Help us, Father, and you would guide us into your light, Lord God. We may stumble, but, Lord God, the righteous man may fall seven times, but he chooses to get back up again, Father God. And let us take this motivation, Lord God, that you give us, Father, that you just lead us and guide us to you, Father God. Let us not get distracted in our life, but, Lord God, let us keep our eyes upon you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And, Father, too, thank you for the opportunity you give us as as adults, as well as as young people, to be witnesses amongst the youth of our nation. Father, thank you for your sovereignty over all of our lives. Lord, send forth many more laborers amongst the youth of our nation who will clearly proclaim the gospel and clearly proclaim truth in such a way that youth can hear and come to know Christ and begin to grow up and mature. Father, raise up many more warriors amongst our young people and our youth who not only are saved, but are dynamic disciples full of your spirit, who are shining brightly for the Lord, blazing for the Lord Jesus Christ in a world that desperately needs to see the light of Jesus Christ. 
Lord, raise them up at every age for your glory and the building of your kingdom. And help us as the church to make the priority you want us to make it, the priority of ministering to our children youth that really we need to have. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So so how how long so how long now have you been preaching then about? Well, since October, basically. Okay. Um so a few months then. Right. All righty. Well, and now you had shared with me about an event that you have coming up. Now, and I want you to, and of course you can tell about the event, but how it is you came to basically hear the Lord that he wanted you to lead this event as well. So tell us about this event. All right. So um, I'm, I got um, hired on at the skating rink to come work, and i seen kids and how they act over there. And it's really not the best place to be. But they need they need a light over there. They need someone like me over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and as I was talking to Dustin, a guy I know, I feel like this is my um, my battleground. This mm-hmm. is this is where I'm going to work. You know, this is where I'm starting right here. And I felt the Lord just say those kids need a light because a lot of those kids come from terrible homes. And most of the time they're only there because their parents are out somewhere doing something and they just drop their kids off and they don't know how they're going to get back home or something like that. So they need somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm hoping that I could be the one they can look up to. Mm. So you're really seeking, as you work at the skating rink, you're trying, you're seeking to be a bright, shining witness and light for the young people as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so the event that you'd mentioned that's coming up then, basically that that's kind of an evangelism, evangelism event. Right. It's going to be um, May the 22nd from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be free to come in. We're going to have some gospel going music. Um, I this myself, will be at the skating rink? This, yes, sir. It'll okay. be in Avery, Mississippi. Um, I don't know who's going to do mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to deliver a uh, message. It could be myself or somebody else. The Lord hasn't spoken to me about that yet. Mm-hmm. But um, it's going to be free to come in and skate unless you're doing rollerblades, which is only like $2 for rent. And then games and uh, the cassette stand, of course, will have to be purchased. But just to mm-hmm. come in, a regular skate is free. Okay. So. Now we want to take. I'm going to take time now to pray for the event, and I want to invite every single listener to pray for this event. But also thank God for the fact that uh, Hunter, a young man, has listened to the Lord about wanting to do this. Because one thing that's that's true today is the Spirit of God, the Spirit of revival, has hit our world in some wonderful ways, and. God is stirring revival fires in so many places. And what God desires is that he have believers that are willing to allow his fire to burn on them and to be used by God to set fires beyond them as well. So, Father, thank you, Lord, for Hunter. Thank you for the fact that he's listening to you and he's wanting to be used by you. And thank you for this event that he's planning. Father, anoint this event with a mighty, 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 mighty anointing. Set it on fire of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Bless, I pray that many young people would be saved. I pray that many would recommit their hearts to the Lord. I pray that you'd set the event on fire. And Lord, use it to start a fire in that community that will continue to burn brightly and that will explode in your kingdom. And Lord, we ask that for every person listening now, Lord, set them on fire as well. Help us to recognize, Lord, that you call us all to be passionately running after you, passionately seeking to be vessels that you can use wherever we go. Help us to know, Lord, that it's always about the Holy Spirit who works inside of us, who is a fire, and that 
Our job is to simply be vessels through which that fire can burn upon and through in this world that desperately needs Jesus. Help us to be about that work. And, Lord, uh, help a hunter to discern exactly who all he, he would invite to be a part of the event. And I pray that you bring a huge number of youth to this event. And I pray that no unsaved person that comes to this event will leave unsaved. And I pray that every person will leave on fire in a tremendous way for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Uh, we've been we've had as our in-studio guest, Glenda Rogers and Hunter Leach as well. And again, our ongoing encouragement to you, you have a testimony. We all have a testimony. Share that because many people need to come to know the Christ that you know. And your testimony is a wonderful tool to use to help draw people to Christ. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to be saved. If you know you've never committed your heart to the Lord or you sense a need to recommit your heart to the Lord, would you simply from your heart pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. You said in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. We'd like to be in touch and like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow up in your faith in the Lord. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We want to email it to you. And also, if we can be in touch and be uh, prayer partners with you, we invite you to do that as well. But please email us so we can get that information to you. Well, again, Glenda and Hunter, thank you all so much for being with thank us today. You. Thank you. Thank you. A privilege to have you and keep shining for Jesus Christ, okay? Oh, we will. And I'm, I want to thank you for God bringing us together the Amen. day that we met. It was a blessing. Divine appointments. Praise God. God <laughs> is good. Amen. All right. And tell me the name of your church again. Open Door Worship Center. That's in Fulton, Mississippi. Mississippi. All right. right. Thank you all for, again for being a part of our listening family. Oh, and what is your pastor's name? Shane Ray. Shane Ray. All right. Well, we hope any listeners that are in that area or find themselves in that area can go and visit Open Door Church in Fulton, Mississippi. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.